Welcome to the Money Mentor Podcast, where you'll learn all about, you guessed it, money. Our mentor, Dave Diggs, is a good old-fashioned Kiwi bloke who came from zero to hero and established nothing short of an empire. Dave donates generously to his community. He owns several finance companies, including Cresta Credit, and yet he failed fifth form math in high school. His advice is gold, he's a street smart genius, a man of integrity, and he'll tell you how it is, whether you like it or not. If you want to learn all about money, this is a great opportunity to learn from the very best on offer. In this podcast, Dave shares his wisdom having experienced two global recessions, natural disasters, and how these things affect Kiwi families. You'll learn what a coronavirus recession might look like, should I pause my mortgage, how to reduce the cost of your mortgage by half, should I change my Kiwi saver? should I buy shares, and advice on which stocks to purchase. All right, so right now, in April 2020, it's a really, really interesting time and probably no better time to hear from our money mentor, Dave Diggs. So Dave, the world is in a very, very interesting place. There's a lot of people that are very uncertain. Um, people are worried about money. There's uh, you know, people talking about pausing their mortgages, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Dave, let's start with a little bit of advice around uh, perhaps what you see the next 12 months looking like, or perhaps even on a, on a much shorter term, the next three to six months, and how families should prepare for that sort of thing. Um, obviously, you know, some people are losing their jobs. Uh, New Zealand right now is on hold. Um, they're sort of they're in lockdown uh, for at the moment. What was it? Four weeks. It could be extended to five or six. We don't know yet. Um, how's that going to play out over the next three to six months? So in the short term, um, we shouldn't panic at all. Um, anyone you owe money to, if you're genuine and you um, haven't got an income, will hold your hand. You know we're, um, we're in that environment, but you need to. Um, yeah, so don't panic short term. In two or three weeks, I'm going to have a much clearer picture. And then if you're going to lose your job or reduced hours, then it's a good time probably to look at what money you do owe, what, what debts you've got, and maybe put them into, consolidate them into one loan so that your payments are a bit less for the time being. But bearing in mind that you shouldn't be spending, out spending any money and maybe buying stuff online you don't need. It's, it's not a good time when the world's at risk to be um, flamboyant and taking on new debt. Yeah, for sure. And and unfortunately, a lot of people are at home and they're scrolling the internet and probably what what we're seeing is Google Trends at the moment is that online shopping is actually increasing. Um, so some people might fall into that trap. Um, now, you talked about debt consolidation. Can you explain that in more detail? Um, obviously, it's, it's pulling multiple higher purchases or loans that you've got together into one easy payment but how does that all work and, and, and what are the advantages of it well you, you might have um three or four loans you might have your washing machine your tv your car and maybe some other personal loan on four different loans and your payments you know will be uh, maybe a sum total of two hundred dollars a week but um some of them could be nearly finished and they're still paying the original payments per week that you started with. So by putting them all together, you can average out the, the good and the bad payments and hopefully get less payments per week for the time being, or forever if you want, but you'd like to see this in the short term, 
um, get less payments per week and just put you in a holding pattern, get your debts paid down. Uh, but you, again, you have to be disciplined about not taking on new debt. If you're going to be shopping online and spending more money, you're just not going to get anywhere. You've got, you know, if you want to solve your money problem, you've got to be disciplined about your spending and your debts. Mm. So speaking about debt, there's, um, you know, banks are talking about um, what pausing mortgages. Is that correct? And 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 what are the implications of that? Um, well, if you've lost your job. Um, it, it's a good thing to do probably if you've got no income but but we've got um, increased benefits and pay wage subsidies got a lot going on in our country at the moment that's really for the next few weeks we Kiwis we should be doing alright if you're on a benefit you've had an extra $25 a week so we should be doing alright but you, you by pausing your mortgage you've just pushed it out the other end six months but hey, things are desperate that's what you have to do but it's not a not a free ride. You're going to, at some point. You, you, there's payday coming. So, so pausing your mortgage is not a good idea unless you're desperate to reduce your uh, bills because perhaps you've lost your. You, well, actually, New Zealand is supporting people, so you know people possibly can get through. So it's 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 a desperation measure, and it's going to cost people thousands over. Um, over you know that thirty-year period of the mortgage because it's just extended. the The principal uh, is the, uh, sorry. The interest part of their mortgage is is now um, being paid off less quickly. I'm probably not explaining this very well. Basically, it costs people thousands over over the lifetime of the mortgage. Is that right? Yes, because you're really just pushing the whole amount owing out for another six months or a year and paying interest on it. But what's a, another short-term measure is going just interest only. So to stop your mortgage rolling up to a bigger amount, you can just pay the interest amount. So if you owe four hundred grand, you just pay the four hundred bucks a week interest or whatever it is. Just so it does not get any worse. You're in a holding pattern, and your mortgage doesn't run away on you. Then once you've got employment or back at work or more stable income, you know you, you go back to your normal repayments. And, and for some people that just paying interest only, would that actually how, how much of a percentage would that reduce? Uh, their mortgage and obviously that depends on how long their mortgage is for, for how, how much equity they've got in it but for some people could that be you know coming up to almost half the cost of their payments every yep. week yeah so yeah their payments will be rough I think just half of what you're paying now could be if you're on interest only and that stops your mortgage getting any worse and that's acceptable for a short term and that's uh, that's significant so that's a, a temporary measure but a good one yes yeah. Okay. So that that's some really really good advice. So Dave, tell us what does a recession look like? Um, well, it's probably uh, with the amount of money the government sums spread around, it's probably going to be a quick recovery. So there'll be a few job losses, mostly in hospitality and the likes, which are a lot of um, um, imported staff anyhow. They're not necessarily Kiwis, but on the other side, the supermarkets have been employing people in the call centres, and farming is going extraordinarily well. Milk price is good and the crops are growing good in the South Island anyway. So the farmers are, and they're the backbone of our economy. So a recession for New Zealand probably isn't um, anything to be too worried about. Okay, that's that's really interesting because, you know, obviously on, when people are watching uh, the news, the word depression is thrown out there. And, you know, that, that's a pretty scary word. So it's interesting to hear you, you have a bit of positivity around that. 
what do people need to do to prepare for harder times? Because the word recession is equates to harder times regardless, right? Yes, well, normally it means reduced hours if you're in a job, but once we're um, through through this um, COVID thing, there should be a bit of a build-up and people want to get back to doing things. They'll want to um, travel where they can. That's probably only going to be internally in New Zealand and they'll want to go to the malls and have some coffee and, you know, we're going to be... There's a bit, bit of a breakout. We're going to want to have a bit of fun. So the recovery could be quite quick, quick for um, the retailers and coffee shops because if we get straight back out and spending money doing what we usually do, we'll be back in business like we were a month ago. Yeah, right, okay. And, and will there be, you know, a global effect on our economy in New Zealand? Well, you know, obviously other countries aren't, haven't handled things as well as, as what we have. Going straight into lockdown was, you know, sharp, hard action, but potentially put a lid on the virus very, very quickly. So, you know, other countries aren't in that same position. Are there, there's going to be some kind of impact globally though, right? Oh, for sure. But um, in New Zealand, we can ship jobs. You know, there, there are, where, where one thing closes up, there's other things opening up. Like they're no longer bring or can't bring in staff labour to pick our fruit and to do different jobs that historically they've done and, and farming, front load milking and that. So those jobs will be available to Kiwis because we cannot bring the, the um, Fiji and or um, island people in that who are doing that work. Okay. So, Dave, have you lived through um, a hard recession in the past? Uh, we've had two in my lifetime. We had um, 87, which was the share market crash, and then, of course, 08 with a global meltdown. The, the share market crash was harder for us, really, because a lot of companies went broke um, in 88 and 89, and the government probably didn't handle the economy as well as they, they, they do today. And so there was a, it was a really tough time in New Zealand for about three years. But a downturn this time won't be that long because the government's been a lot smarter and spread a lot of money around and with the idea that the downturn will be short-lived and we're back up to making money and paying taxes quickly. Yeah, okay. So it's good, it's good to hear you saying that you, what, you're impressed with the way the government's handled it? Yes, they, they've done well. And um, it's been a pattern that... Um, governments around the world have done this time they've got a, a, a quick response and even extravagant and it, it's the new formula for to, to avoid a three-year slowdown you better spend too much too soon if you like and then the recovery is much quicker yeah we, even the um the people that love to support national um well i think john key even stood up behind jacinda ardern and, and said how uh, wonderful she was handling it so obviously it's more than just Jacinda herself it's the entire government and, and a lot of people are pulling together a lot of the parties are pulling together at the moment with ideas but that, that was really uh, quite a strong message from John Key for example Yes our opposition's been good there's been no political point scoring they're just working together to get a good outcome there's been no opposing what they're doing they're working together to get the best outcome for the country and then we can come back to the political point scoring later on That's excellent so almost adopting the, the, what was it, the slogan from the UK, you know, stay calm and keep going sort of thing. Is that is that kind of the mentality that you'd have, for, you'd suggest to Kiwis? Yes, we'll get to a point, um, probably in New Zealand it's going to be fine, but our point will come quite quickly, but at about probably six weeks where society will get pretty grumpy and they'll start breaking the rules. So, you know, that's why um, deal to it quickly and, and, and forcefully and we've all got to toe the line, really. We've just got to stop this 
we've got to behave ourselves, stop mixing with people and get rid of this COVID thing so that we actually can open up and get back to work. So there'll be people out there that are looking for personal loans, maybe just to get through because they're a little bit tight, their, their, um, their money's been cut back a little bit, maybe their mortgage is a little bit high. We've already discussed the option of them reducing their mortgage temporarily uh, by jumping onto an interest-only payment. We've decided that pausing your mortgage isn't necessarily the best long-term effect. But what about a personal loan just to get them through the next few months? Is that a smart thing to do or, or not? Well, if, if you need it to survive, it is. But but if you're going to borrow money and just spend it, that's probably not a smart thing to do because you're only rolling up more debt in uncertain times. But if you actually have some pressing bills that you need to pay and it's going to take some pressure on, it's a good idea because you just don't need any additional pressure at the moment. Okay. Are the What about the um, telephone companies and the uh, power companies? Are they being lenient at the moment? Uh, well, we've no need to adjust at the moment because we've got the wage subsidy. Most people are getting paid um, 80% of their normal wages, and that should be all they need if they're staying at home. They don't have parking or childcare or hairdos or all that op- op- coffee out and all that that you have when you're working. So if you're at home... 80% should be just fine. Um, and at the end of the 12 weeks, there'll be a whole new picture of people are still um, losing their jobs and that. But right now, we should be doing all right. Okay. So so let's go back to the person that does actually need to take a little personal loan. Just to get through, they're doing the, the right thing. They take that personal loan. What what are the things people need to watch out for? And obviously, you, you, you own a loan company. Um, so we want... You know, I've, I've known you for a number of years and obviously you run probably the most ethical loan company out there. Um, so what do people need to look out for if they go and get a personal loan? What are the little fish hooks that people need to uh, be aware of? Well, people are inclined to take out loans for um, much longer than what they should. So, you know, if you take a loan out for 18 months instead of two years, you'll save yourself a lot of money. But, you know, it might sound attractive, oh, three years and the payments are only this, but you're just checking the wall down the road. So my most common statement is borrow the least possible for the shortest possible time. Yeah, okay. Okay. And are there, um, you know, I think I won't mention any particular companies, but let's say if I wanted to go and buy a, a fridge or something and then I get this offered the store credit card, and you know it's interest free for 12 months or something like that and then it, I, I decide that I'm going to buy something else with that card the interest rates can really really spike and they're almost a trap have you got any advice on those sorts of things? a, a big trap and um, the interest free for a, a year or 80 months whatever it is it can be fine it's a good thing to do probably if you need to get a fridge or something but only one thing at a time don't go getting um, two or three things because you will get tangled up with them um, which amounts get paid where and you'll end up paying 30% on your loan before you even know it and it's really hard to untangle so one thing at a time get that paid off and then another thing if you want to interest free yeah so I guess when you've got that little credit card that's sent through once you've paid it off and you do that before the end of the interest free period then you close the account is that correct? and then you start and then you start again otherwise if you if you actually keep the account and then put something else on that card, it's not interest-free, it's some ridiculous it's, rate. Exactly, yeah. No, and you can fall in a trap then of just, and you never get out of it. And um, you're trying to get a settlement figure from those companies and they, 
I mean, it should be a, a simple matter of ringing up your sediment figure, but they just don't make it that easy somehow or other. I'm not sure why. Well, I'm sure why, but they don't. It's just deliberately made not that easy to get a sediment figure taken part of today. Yeah, right. So another thing is, if if someone has lost their job, can they get a loan? Um, yes, yeah, because they'll have an unemployment benefit, which is um, or or, the, or some other benefit at the moment that's the governor providing. So yes, they can, but that we need to, as lenders, we need to be careful of affordability. Make sure people can afford to repay it. No point in putting lending people money and putting them in a hole that they can't get out of. Yeah, so you want to do it responsibly. Um, but yeah, you, absolutely. But, but you do lend to people that are on the benefit. Absolutely, yes, we do um, a lot of that, and um, superannuitants um, who have trouble getting money from the bank, we we um, lend quite regularly for them for holidays, for family, for all sorts of things. But yeah, if you're on a benefit, we will lend money, but it needs to be done responsibly. Okay, that's really interesting. Now. Another interesting question is about KiwiSaver. There's a lot of people that have access to their KiwiSaver and they can change it from a, um, a moderate account to a high-risk account to a low-risk account. So what would you say is advice for people at the moment with their money that's locked in KiwiSaver? And they can, they can move it around a wee bit, but they can't necessarily draw it out. Well, if you're in a high-risk or a, um, even-risk account, it looks like it's losing money. I definitely would not be changing it. This is a long-term investment for 10 years, 20, 30 years, um, and there'll be ups and downs all the way through. And you should never exit when the market's down because it'll come back, and when it comes back, it comes back you know, reasonably quickly. So you should never, you just stay put where you are. But if you can't tolerate the ups and downs of a share market, when it comes back, and not today, don't panic, but in a year's time, then you should shift to a low risk, a low return, and you won't have all this worrying about the share market going up and down because it will go up and down. And I, I bought some shares recently and I've probably lost 20% on them, but hey, I had a long-term view, so it's kind of immaterial because I know that over the 20 years I'm probably going to go um, up three times and down too. It's just the way things are. Yeah, right. And, and speaking about shares, I'm sure it's crossing a lot of people's minds that are seeing that oil's, what, tanked to below $20 a barrel, or it had done the other day. I think it bounced back up a little bit. You know, people were probably keeping an eye on these things. What do you, you know, in these sorts of situations, obviously there's some opportunities as well. Have you got any advice around stocks? Or? I like the medical stocks and, and the stocks that are going to do well no matter. Rubbish companies, medical phone companies, etc. they do well no matter. And internet use is up, so phone companies will be doing well out of that. I, I don't like um, having money in retail stocks, all that type of thing, that is quite cyclical. Okay. So, commodities? Um, if you can bear the storm, they'll go up gold and silver and oil. I said that you've the perfect storm with oil because it's um, being produced by Russia and Saudi and America and no one's using it. We're not allowed to go anywhere, so we're not using any oil. But once we start using it again, it'll go up. But um, you've got to have, have an appetite for um, commodities because they're more, they, they fluctuate as, as much as retail. Okay. Hey, Dave, look, this is some excellent advice. I'm sure there's many Kiwis in New Zealand um, that you've just perhaps solved a lot of problems for, um, just being a good you know, good person to bounce ideas off, and um, some of your advice is absolute gold. So really, really appreciate it. Thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, nice to have a chat. Goodbye. Spot on. 
Once again, the advice from our money mentor Dave, it's gold. Recognise that this advice is for free, so if you'd like to show your support, jump onto the Cresta Credit website or Facebook page and give them a great review. Please like and share this podcast to help Kiwi families understand money, making life just that little bit easier.